Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on wakeupcalldt.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt. Always an honor and a privilege to be with you Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. We are in the Fantasy Football Power Hour, and we are hanging out with Mike Sofka of Hall of Fame FantasyFootball.com, proudly brought to you by the Wildcat Sports Pub and the Pennant Trophy Center. It is time for us to get into it. And that is exactly what we're going to do. It's week 15. You're probably well within your playoffs daily or in the leagues that you're in. We appreciate you being here. Everybody in the Wake Up Call Fantasy Football Challenge got a shout out this week. All five of my teams are alive in the five leagues. And guess what? In the Florida League, Mike and I get to play each other this week. So all the advice we give is going to be to help out each other. With that being said, Mike, how are we doing today? Yeah, I'm not helping you. <laughs> no, it's it's an honor and a privilege. It's awesome. I'm sitting on the poolside here, drinking a pina colada while you're looking at snow on the ground. It's awesome. I don't like anything you just said to me. I don't, I don't like any of it. With that, with that being said, uh, we're hanging out here with Mike Sofka. Mike, we're gonna hop right into the games. We got to jump into it here this morning, and so we're gonna start first and foremost with the. Ch- the Chargers at the Chiefs game tonight for Thursday night. What do you have for this? Yeah, I think it's going to be all Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are going to win, but I look for some fantasy points in this one. I think Philip Rivers is going to have to throw the ball a million yards tonight for them to win, and he needs to throw it to his one guy, and that's Keenan Allen. Look, if you've got a Kansas City Chief, I don't need to tell you to start him, but there's an exception this week at running back. Looks like Spencer Ware is dinged up, so it looks like Damian Williams is going to step up and take most, if not the full load. He's the number 15 running back on my rankings this week. Pat Mahomes, of course, number one. And then, you know, Tyree Kill, even though he's playing through an injury, I'm real optimistic that when he says he's ready to go, I believe him, and he's the number four receiver on my ranking this week. And Travis Kelsey, number one, of course. You know, and, and like I had said, Philip Rivers is going to have to throw the ball a million miles tonight. He just because he's going to have those opportunities. He's the number six quarterback on my ranking this week. And then you know they have running back issues of their own there for uh, the Chargers. You know, it looks like Melvin Gordon may be a true game time decision. If you were able to pick up Justin Jackson, you're smiling real big right now. Right now, I have Justin Jackson, the number twenty four running back on my ranking, and Melvin Gordon. I'm predicting is going to sit. This was an issue a couple weeks ago. He decided not to sit, and he further injured himself. So they're going to take their time with the playoff push here. Of course, the Chargers need to win to get into the playoffs, and the Chiefs need to win to get home field advantage. Keenan Allen, number one wide receiver on my rankings this week because Rivers is going to be throwing a ball a million miles. You can't count on those other receivers. You don't know which one it's going to be. So it's just Keenan Allen, okay? And there is no tight end. I mean, I like Antonio Gates, but there is no tight end on the Chargers right now, so you can't go there. So, again, I'm going to pick the Chiefs to win at home, to lock down the home field. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna go with the Chiefs in this one as well. I think the Chargers are going to make this game interesting. I think that, you know, obviously both of these teams, which what's awesome to see is the fact that the only two teams to have double-digit wins – in the entire AFC of 16 franchises are in the same division in the AFC West with the Chiefs with 11 wins and the Chargers with 10. So this is going to be a big-time game no matter how you slice it. I like Phillip Rivers in the game. Uh, Justin Jackson, like you said, because 
Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler are both doubtful. Justin Jackson, a seventh-round pick out of Northwestern. I believe I have his rookie card in his autograph, maybe. Keenan Allen is worth the play as well. Uh, Tyrell Williams is a flex guy for me. On the other side of it for Kansas City, Pat Mahomes. I like that. Uh, Damian Williams, not bad to take a chance on. I did see him still out there when I checked uh, in the midpoint of this week. And Tyreek Hill, as well as Travis Kelsey, are worth the plays for you as well. Calvin Benjamin's on the team Folks, not that he's going to do anything crazy, just letting you know, Calvin Benjamin is a wide receiver right now for the Chiefs, so just kind of something to stuff in your back pocket, but Tyreek Hill is obviously the guy, and Travis Kelsey as well, and and, uh, Pat Mahomes with everything that they've been able to do. Next up is the two Saturday games. So many things happening this Saturday from my first live show with Coach Q of Women's Basketball at the Press Room Pub at 3 p.m. to Syracuse Men's Basketball against Old Dominion at noon to the bowl season starting for college football with five bowl games to two Saturday games that are going to be happening with the Texans at the Jets and the Browns at the Broncos on Saturday. Mike, what do you have for Texans at the Jets? Yeah, there's a couple bright spots on the Jets, believe it or not. It's it's mostly Texans, and I think the Texans are going to win this game on the road. But, you know, I, I think anytime you talk the Texans, you know Deshaun Watson. He's a top 10 quarterback just about every week. Number seven on my rankings this week. Lamar Miller, number 13 on my rankings. And, of course, when you're talking wide receivers, DeAndre Hopkins, one of the top receivers in the game, number two on my ranking this week. And then, you know, they don't really have that guy – you know, that they can really count on anywhere else. I mean, I, I, I don't see one of these other receivers. I don't see Cooke uh, coming back. I don't see, you know, anything else, right, uh, excuse me, tight end-wise. The Jordans, you don't know which one of those guys is going to step up. So I can't really play one of those guys. On the other side of the ball, Chris Hernan's been playing well at tight end for the Jets. He's a number 13-ranked uh, tight end on my rankings. You know, on on receiver end for the Jets, I'm not really sold on any one guy, although Robbie Anderson seems to be getting the targets, but he would be like a flex or a wide receiver three. And then my money's on Elijah McGuire to get most of the carries for the Jets, and he's going to get the passes as well. He's number 15 on my ranking, and I think that can go even higher if uh, no nobody else really makes the field there for with him. I think he's going to be like that true three-down back for them, and he can catch the ball. I don't think, though, that you can count on a Sam Darnold. He just throws too many interceptions. I, I think he's been a, a challenge. Well, you know, now that I've said that, watch him go out, you know, throw for 400 yards. My money, of course, is on Houston. Yeah, I'm going to have to pick Houston in this one as well. I think that that one's pretty clear that, uh, that you got to go with the Houston Texans in this game by all stretches of the imagination. Uh, the Jets have won some weird games. They've done some good things, but – I just don't see them. I mean, uh, the the Texans are in a place where they want to lock this up. Indy and Tennessee are still alive in the AFC South division. So in this matchup, uh, I would look at uh, Deshaun Watson. I don't put him high. He's a quarterback, too, for me, but he is playing the Jets. DeAndre Hopkins is worth the play. Demarius Thomas is worth the flex consideration. On the other side of it for the New York Jets, I would say, <laughs> there's really nobody. I mean, Chris Herndon... If you're looking for a tight end, too, you got some injuries going on. Anunwa and Anderson at wide receiver you can look at as flex guys, but hopefully you don't have to go that deep. Hopefully you're not leaning on the Jets to help you win your playoff game. So and not really anybody on the Jets is, is pushing me to say, play them, and I'm picking the Texans in the game. Browns at the Broncos. One team at 5-7-1, and one, which is the Browns, who have shown 
that they could do a lot of th- I mean, this is a team that could could have eight, nine wins at this point, the way they played some games. And then there's the Denver Broncos, who win games they're not supposed to and lose games they're supposed to win. So they have made no sense this year. The Browns are starting to make some sense and make some dollars. What do you think about the Browns and the Broncos? Yeah, I think this is an exciting game for the Browns. I think this could be a, a big stepping stone for them toward the playoffs. Believe it or not, they're not eliminated yet. They're still they're still eligible for the playoffs. Baker Mayfield, number 20 quarterback on my rankings. And then on the other side of the ball, they're not doing much better with a Case Keenum at number 25. Starting to look like Case Keenum's not the answer there, but I think the problem's much deeper. We'll get into that another time or on my site. You, you know, you're looking at running back. This is where the value is in this game. Bill Lindsay, number seven running back on my rankings this week. And, you know, on the other side of the ball, they got this guy, Joe Mixon. Joe Mi- Wait, Joe Mixon? What game am I on here? Denver. Denver. No, Denver and Cleveland. Nick Chubb. Jeez, why did I say Joe Mixon? Where did that come from? Jesus. All right, Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb, I know what it is. Nick Chubb and Joe Mixon are five and six on my rankings. I saw one and said the other. That's what I did. So, you know, there's some value in the running backs here. There's no value in the wide receiver for Denver. I, You know, Cortland Sutton, if you were able to grab him real cheap at the beginning of the year or you drafted him and were patient, he's the number 20 receiver on my rankings this week. And then, you know, somebody's got to catch those Baker Mayfield passes. And, of course, that's going to be Jarvis Landry. He's the number 30. Uh, wide receiver on my rankings this week. And then tight end-wise, maybe David Njoku at number 14. Other side of the ball, you know, I don't really know who's playing that position anymore. Bottom line is it's going to be a victory. It's going to be a victory for Denver. That's who I'm going with tonight, or Saturday. Yeah, this game is, is going to be an interesting game for me. Uh, the Broncos just, again, they don't seem to – win games that they're supposed to win and do things that they're supposed to do. So I'll get to that in just a second here with my pick. But as we look at this matchup and we look at these two teams, starting first and foremost with the Browns, we're at the play in this one. I would say a quarterback, too, is Baker Mayfield, but he's playing Denver, who has been up and down and around the corner. I still don't trust him in this game. I like Nick Chubb in the game. Jarvis Landry and Antonio Callaway are wide receiver threes for me. They're worth plays if you have flex or if you have some injuries that have happened to you. On the other side of it for the Denver, so really Nick Chubb's a guy that I like with Cleveland more than anything. On the other side for Denver, Philip Lindsay has been an answer in so many different ways. An undrafted free agent out of Colorado this year who has shown that he has definitely earned the right to be on the field. Cortland Sutton. He's a low-end two, high-end three because he's playing the Browns, so there is some life there for him. The tight ends, neither one of them really do it for me, but I'm going to pick the Cleveland Browns to win this game because the Cleveland Browns have been doing better. The Broncos have been making no sense whatsoever. Every other week they seem to win, so I know that I'm kind of betting against myself a little bit here right now, but I'm going to believe that the Browns can get this one done and continue to confuse the world. Cardinals at the Falcons starts off Sunday, December 16th. What do you have for that, Mike? Yeah, obviously I, I'm going to take the, the Falcons to win at home. You know, Matt Ryan's been a, a, a pretty solid quarterback since he's been there. Hasn't appeared to be that way as of late, but still checks in as a number 13 quarterback for me this week. Josh Rosen on the other side of the ball, well, not so much. Even up against that soft Atlanta secondary, still not so much. There's 30 other better options out there, even if you're desperate. You know, contact me on my website, and I'll help you with that. Look, the the running game is where it's at. I mean, if you look at what Arizona has in David Johnson, yet they can't seem to get him back up to that elite status. But he's still 
solid. Number eight on my ranking this week. And, man, they are desperately missing Devonta Freeman. Tevin Coleman, number 23, running back on my rankings for the Atlanta Falcons. And, of course, Julio Jones, consummate professional, usually top receiver, but he's been slow on the touchdowns this year, slow to start, and he still hasn't really racked that many up. Julio Jones, number five receiver on my ranking. The old man Fitzgerald, yeah, it's a nice story, but, you know, he's getting kind of long in the tooth there. Sorry, and the quarterback situation is not helping him right now. He's number 36 on my rankings. And, you know, as far as tight ends go, Atlanta's got a pretty good one there in Austin Hooper, top 10 consistently. This year seems to be the coming out year for him. Austin Hooper, number nine on my rankings. And on the other side of the ball, well, not so much. And again, I'm going to take the Falcons in this one. I'm going to take them big. Yeah, this match, Arizona's been all over the yard, but not in a good way. David Johnson is the one I would play in this game. That's the only guy I feel good about. Larry Fitzgerald, it's hard for people to keep him off of the or their roster, active roster, I should say. So if you put him out there, don't consider him a one or a two right now, but I understand some people wanting to get him out there. It just hasn't really worked out. Uh, David Johnson, to me, is the only one worth playing on Arizona side. On Atlanta side, it's Matt Ryan, it's Julio Jones, it's Calvin Ridley in this game because they're playing Arizona. I'd put him above Muhammad Sanu, and Austin Hooper hasn't been that bad either. Helped me out a little bit and has obviously done some things to show what Mike and I said, is that if he wants to stay, he has to prove himself. Uh, Tevin Coleman, low end two, Ito Smith. Uh, flex at best, in my opinion, for the Atlanta Falcons. I'm picking the Falcons to win this game. Next one up is the Lions at the Bills. What do you have for this, Mike? Yeah, geez, I feel like I really have to pick somebody to win this game, and I'm not sure I'm coming. You could pick. You could pick a tie. You could pick a tie. <laughs> no, I'm going to do that. I am going to take the Lions to win, and I'm. I'm the only reason why I'm going to do that is I think that they're just in a better situation overall. But, geez, I really wish I didn't have to pick this game. Maybe I'll abstain. Is abstaining an option? I didn't know if that was an option. You can always play. You could play the fifth if you'd like to. Look, Buffalo's defense has been playing well as a team. They've been playing well recently. But I still can't go there. I'm going to go with Matthew Stafford. Even though he's the number 29-ranked quarterback on my rankings this week, there's probably going to be snow. It's going to be a horrible game, I'm sure, weather-wise for them. But it is what it is. You know, on the other side of the ball, you know, I got Josh Allen actually ranked a little higher than Matt Stafford. Josh Allen, number 16 quarterback on my rankings. Detroit is soft against the – the, the, the guy in the slot and the guy on the outside at times. So it's 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 going to be interesting to watch Josh Allen throw the ball, and they're going to have to throw the ball because it doesn't look like they're going to have a good, healthy running back. You know, McCoy, I don't think he's going to make the game. He's injured right now, and I'm not even going to make a call on him. There's no receiver I like in Buffalo. There's no tight end I like in Buffalo. Heck, there's no tight end I like in Detroit, except isn't that the team our boy Toy Lolo plays for? He had a big game recently. and Well, you know what? Maybe Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay is taking over the number one slot. He's number 17 on my rankings this week. And then, you know, they got a pretty good running back in on Johnson. He's questionable this week, so I'm not sure he's going to take the field. Look out for Theo Reddick and LeGarrette Blunt if he doesn't. And, I'm gonna again, I'm going to take the Detroit Lions to walk into Buffalo as a dog and win this game. 
Yeah, I'm going to go with the Lions in this game as well. I, I just had that's my feeling. That's what I'm sticking with. I, I have that belief that they're going to be able to do this. I mean, Detroit seems to win games when they're out of it, and you know they they don't have necessarily anything to play for. But you know, I'm looking at this team saying I, I really I mean they're two and four away and the Bills are two and four at home. So you're looking at teams that are right there with one another. The Lions are five and eight. The Bills are four and nine. I think that Matt Stafford is worth the play in this game. I think Kenny Galladay is as well. Carry on Johnson, just watch his knee injury to see where it's at. I don't think LeGarrette Blunt is a bad bet in this. If you just want some points, he could be that goal line yardage type of back where he's going to get you the touchdowns, but not necessarily the yards. Josh Allen is is a mid-range two for me just because of the fact that he can run. And if there's going to be open spaces left by the Detroit Lions defense, he could have himself a big yardage game even on the ground so he's not a bad one to think of if you could play two quarterbacks in your league that is an option outside of that nobody stuns me from the Buffalo Bills nobody makes me stop and say they're going to help you win a championship so I'm going with the Lions in this one Packers at the Bears this should be a good game but the Bears are nine and four and the Packers are five seven and one and guess what they're zero and six heading into Soldier Field on the road what do you think about this one Mike? Yeah, this one's always usually a great game. You can throw the records out. You can throw the the, the line out. You know, how are you going to bench a guy like, you, you know, like an Aaron Rodgers? Well, it's very easy. He's going into Chicago. It's going to be crazy. Aaron Rodgers number 17 quarterback. That's right. I said 17. I have Mitch Trubisky ranked higher than Aaron Rodgers at 14 this week. I'm out of my mind, or am I? I think the Bears are going to win this game. I think they're going to win this game – by the play of Mitch Trubisky. I think he's going to be the difference. I think the Green Bay secondary has been dinged up, and he's a surprise quarterback this week. He's going to be affordable in daily fantasy options. So, I, you know, I like the running attack that Green Bay's put together with Aaron Jones. I like the running and pass-catching attack with Tariq Cohen, and, you know, you pepper in a little Jordan Howard, who's been a disappointment all week. I got Tariq Cohen ranked number 19, and Jordan Howard ranked number 28. And Tariq Cohen, you can give him a bump up for PPR leagues, obviously. And then at receiver, that's where I think there's a little bit of a difference in this game. You know, I don't think the receivers are big for Chicago, but they each do enough together collectively. Allen Robinson, Anthony Miller, and Trey Burton. So together, combine that with Tariq Cohen. I mean, this is a, a, a great check down and occasional long ball treasure for Mitch Trubisky going up against that weak Green Bay secondary. Devontae Adams is going to be the vulture. He's going to be the guy. But Valdez Scanling has gone downhill since Randall Cobb has come back. So I think Devontae Adams is the only wide receiver and he is the top 10 receiver that you can start this week. Jimmy Graham may make an appearance here. I'm hoping his fingers a little bit better. But, you know, you maybe you count on him for 50, maybe four catches and possibly a touchdown. And again, I'm going to go with Chicago to win this game. Yeah, I'm going with Chicago in this matchup. By all stretches of the imagination, I don't think that, you know, this is, a, I mean, normally in the past, this is a 50-50 toss-up game. I don't feel like it's that way now. So, you know, in my opinion, obviously there's a lot of things that need to change. Everybody's focusing on what do the Jaguars need to do? What do the Packers need to do to get better? They're not they're not that far ahead of the Jaguars right now, in all honesty, and in the reality of things. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is hard to keep off the field. But you, there are better options that are out there for you this week. So just watch it. He is playing against the Bears defense, and this defense likes to hit him. Khalil Mack, 
You look at everybody that's out here. I look at Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams as really the two guys you need to be playing. And Aaron Rodgers, I put him as a low-end one, high-end two because he's playing the Bears defense. As far as the Chicago Bears go in the grand scheme of things, I'm not against Mitch Trubisky in this one. He's a high-end two for me. Tariq Cohen over Jordan Howard. Taylor Gabriel, Anthony Miller, and Trey Burton are all worth the play. I put him in this order. Gabriel, well, I probably put him in this order. Uh, no, I would keep it there. I'm fighting with myself on live radio. Gabriel, Burton, and then Miller is how I would do it. I'm picking the Bears to win the matchup. Next game that we have up is the Raiders at the Bengals. Mike, what do you have for this? Yeah, you know, I don't know if it's a secret, but when the Vegas, line, when the Vegas people set the lines, Generally speaking, if all things are equal, they give the home team a three-point advantage. Cincinnati is favored by three. If I'm Cincinnati, I'm a little bit upset. They're telling me I'm the same team as the Raiders because the Raiders are pathetic. We know that Cincinnati's defense has been pathetic lately as well. So that's the only reason for that line. I don't think you can start either quarterback in this. Uh, Jeff Driscoll, number 26 on my rankings. Derek Carr, number 21 if you're desperate. And and then, you know, running back-wise, this is where we have a little bit of a challenge for one team. You know, it's not Cincinnati. Joe Mixon can run the ball. He's an elite running back, and he's only going to get better with his time in the league. He's number five on my ranking this week. On the other side of the ball, not so much. You know, Lynch is done for the year, of course, and Doug Martin's going to take over most of the carries. Number 25 on my rankings. I don't like an Oakland receiver. I just don't. You know, and, and, and you know what? The only guy I like for Cincinnati receiver-wise is Tyler Boyd. He's number 16 on my rankings this week. And, you know, maybe a C.J. Uzuma at number 11 on my tight end board. But Jared Cook, number five on the tight end board, as usual. Top five tight end for you week in, week out, Mr. Consistent. Hopefully some of these guys will be those underdog-type players that will carry you to the championship in your league. I'm going to have to go with the home team in Cincinnati behind Joe Mixon in a big day. Yeah, you know, and Jared Cook, you know, as, as Mike said, if you're not if you're not uh, one step forward, you're two steps behind. I was talking about Jared Cook last season and what I thought he could be last season, and now we're seeing him this season go to work and get it done. So with that being said, on the side of things for the Raiders, I sound like a broken record every week, but I'm just being honest with you. Jared Cook's the only one that I think is worth playing at the tight end position for Oakland. There's nobody else that I trust on Oakland's side of things. For Cincinnati, Joe Mixon, you can put him out there because he's playing Oakland's defense. I still think he's a running back, too. Tyler Boyd is worth the play as well, and C.J. Uzuma is a low-end one, high-end two at tight end. I'm going to – this is tough – it's a very tough one for me. Uh, I'm going to have to go with the home team Bengals, even though the Raiders just beat the Steelers, which was an impossible game. There were some impossible games that happened this past week, and that seemed to be one of them. Cowboys at the Colts. The Cowboys decided to take this time to remind everybody of the pancakes that they laid on the Colts in the past. What do you have for this one, Mike? Who's eating in this game, the Cowboys or the Colts? Yeah, I'm going to go with the Colts, as Lee Corso would say. Not so fast, my friend. Everybody's talking about the Dallas defense. Not not so fast, my friend. They are fast, but the Colts are hot. And the reason why they're hot is Andrew Luck is hot. And if you haven't been paying attention, you better wake up now because I know Dallas can pressure the quarterback, but the line in Indy has been playing a lot better. Andrew Luck has been playing a lot better. He's had patience and poise in the pocket, and he's been able to get outside when he needs to. Number five quarterback on my ranking this week. And you know what, Dallas, not so much with Dak Prescott, but not that far behind. Still a low-end one 
at Indy because Indy doesn't have the strongest defense in the world, but they're not bad either. Dak Prescott, number 12 on my rankings. And you know what? Ever since Marwin Mack was able to get back, that combination with Andrew Luck getting his confidence back. I mean, this is a team, I think they started one in five, and then they won six of eight. I mean, it's just they're on an impressive streak to be where they are, and I look for them to continue to build and peak and sneak their way into the playoffs here. You know, on the other side of the ball, I mean, it's not an impossibility to think that Ezekiel Elliott could be the number one overall fantasy back this week, number two on my running back rankings. And you know what? They do have a true number one receiver in Dallas. That guy's name is Amari Cooper, number 12 on my ranking this week. And you know what? On the other side of the ball, they got a good number one as well, number nine on my rankings, T.Y. Hilton. And then, of course, Eric Ebron's been having a year out of his mind. This is what I thought we'd see of him when he was in Detroit. Number two tight end on my rankings this week. And Dallas, if you could make your mind up and go with one guy or convince Witten to get out of the booth and back on the field, I could go with one of them. But there's just no consistency. You can't play a tight end from Dallas. I'm going to take Indianapolis, any upset at home. I haven't seen the line, but I'm going to think Dallas is favored in this one. I'm going to go with Indy. Yeah, I'm going to go on the other side of this one, and I'm going to go with the Cowboys in this. Cowboys are in a five-game winning streak. The Colts have won six of their last seven, so both teams are hot right now. Dak Prescott's not a bad play in this game. I do think this is going to feel more like a nighttime marquee matchup, more of a primetime matchup, even though it's at 1 o'clock on Sunday. Amari Cooper... You know, Jerry Jones looks like a genius now. He let Des Bryant go before the season started. Then he waited and waited and waited and waited to a point where it seemed like there was no way the Cowboys had a chance to win the division, let alone make the playoffs. And then Amari Cooper became available. Now, all of a sudden, he looks like a genius, which will help Jerry Jones to sleep at night on a pillow of his own face that tells him that he's smart every day. So, Amari Cooper, congratulations for all the work that you're doing. And the repercussion of that is that Jerry Jones will now continue to believe that he has never made a mistake ever. Michael Gallup is not a bad flex choice. Neither is Cole Beasley. Amari Cooper is a number one for you guys now. Ezekiel Elliott, let's go. He is a number one as well. Dak Prescott is a low-end one, high-end two in my opinion. But I can't believe it. The Cowboys have changed my mind. And I'm thinking that Dak, Dak Prescott could be out there for you. Andrew Luck's another guy to put out there. Marlon Mack. Is, is an opportunity for there is a running back two or running back three for you. T.Y. Hilton is an option, and Eric Ebron is an option at the tight end position. Plenty of, plenty of players to play, but I'm going with the boys in this one. I think that they make a defensive stop at the end of the game and are able to get this victory. Dolphins at the Vikings, Mike. What do you have for this? Yeah, I'm going to have to go with the Vikings. I'm going to go with the home team, and I'm going to go with a coming-out party this week for Dalvin Cook. This should be a great opportunity for him. Miami soft against the run. Dalvin Cook, number 11 running back on my rankings this week. And, you know, I think on the other side of the ball, they have somebody in the name Kenyon Drake who's been tearing it up. But is he? Is he going to tear it up this week? I don't think he's going to be able to against that Minnesota defense who seems to be back. Let's hope so for their sake. Quarterback, you can't really do much if you're a Tanny Hill who's injured. He's number 27 on my rankings. But Kirk Cousins, bottom end, be one at number 11 on my rankings. Somebody's got to be catching the ball. Well, we know who's catching the ball every week in Minnesota. It's Dealing and Diggs, Diggs and Dealing, Dealing and Diggs. 13 on my rankings for Dealing this week and 15 on my rankings for Diggs. And that's a great tandem to have at your disposal. Then you mix in a little Kyle Rudolph when you can. 
Kyle Rudolph having a disappointing year by Kyle Rudolph expectations, but still warranting a bottom end tight end one recognition this week at number 12. And, you know, I think I'm going to have to stay with my pick there, Minnesota, to win this one. Although look for... Look for something to happen from the wide receiver standpoint. Kenny Stills, he's a dangerous guy. If you're looking for a last-minute flyer in a daily league or something, he might be a guy that can surprise everybody this week. So look for a Kenny Stills a surprise, but I'm still going to go with Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota, the only thing they can hang their hat on this season is that they play well when they're at home. So they are 4-2 and two at home. The Dolphins are 1-5 on the road. For the Dolphins' side of things, Kenyon Drake is definitely worth the play. Uh, Kenny Stills is another option for you, but he's a flex guy more in my opinion. And then uh, and then Nick O'Leary has stepped it up coming out of Florida State. He's their number one guy at the tight end position. But to me, he's still a tight end three. That's a desperation if you got to go out and get one due to injury or something happening within your roster and whatnot. Kirk Cousins on the other side of it, I'd like to think that he could get it done against Miami. I would look at him as a high-end quarterback, too. Delvin Cook is an option there for you to put out as a running back, too. Adam Thielen is your wide receiver, one. Stephon Diggs is your two. Kyle Rudolph is your option at tight end. I still think he is a one, despite the fact that he doesn't overly impress from week to week. He still is an option that you can hang your hat on and lean on. This is a tough one for me, but I'm going to go with the Vikings at home as well. The Dolphins are still in the mix of things, but the Dolphins don't seem to they, – they, they don't put them all together in a row a lot, and they're like the Broncos sometimes. They're better than the Broncos this year, but they have those moments of the back and forth. Let's take a step aside for a fast break. When we come back, Mike and I will finish up – the rest of week 15, getting you ready for your playoffs and your daily fantasy in just a moment. This is a wake up call, fast break. Consistency is, well, consistently hard to find. Unless you head to 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse, New York, the home of the Penn and Trophy Center, who has been serving us Central and Upstate New Yorkers, as well as beyond, for decades. The Penn and Trophy Center on 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse, New York, gives you an amazing and unique way to customize a memory today. Say it with the Penn and Trophy Center. Be it an Employee of the Month award, a sports award, something for your business, engraving for your family, your loved ones, anniversaries, birthday parties, and so much more, including remembering somebody who served in the military. Say it with the Penn and Trophy Center. 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse, New York. The definition of consistency is Penn and Trophy. Browse their products on penandtrophy.com. That's penandtrophy.com. And call them for more information at 315-422-8797. That's 315-422-8797. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is located on 3680 Milton Avenue, in the Home Depot Plaza. It is your family-friendly sports bar and restaurant. Folks, some sports bars aren't family-friendly. Some family-friendly restaurants are not sports bars. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is proud to be both. 
It is that marriage that you've been looking for for years. The Wildcat Sports Pub is your home base for your sports bar and restaurant needs, games for the kids, indoor and outdoor activities, and enough things on the menu to come back every single week and get to try something new. They're open Sundays from noon to 8 p.m., Monday through Wednesday, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m., and Thursday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to midnight. For reservations and party information, call 315-487-2222 for the Wildcat family-friendly sports pub and restaurant. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT here inside of the Fantasy Football Power Hour, proudly brought to you by the Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, and the Penn and Trophy Center on PennAndTrophy.com. That's Penn and spelled out, Penn and Trophy.com, and in East Syracuse in their new location as well. With that being said, Mike Sofka of Hall of Fame FantasyFootball.com is hanging out with me in week 15 of the NFL, getting you ready for daily fantasy as well as your playoffs. If you're inside of the Wake Up Call Fantasy Football Challenge, all five leagues are officially in the playoffs, the four Central New York and the one Central Florida one that Mike and I are a part of. The next game up on the docket, Mr. Sofka, is the Titans at the Giants. What do you have for this? Yeah, I'm not real big on the quarterback in either one of these teams here. You know, bottom end, bottom end, quarterback twos. I think both of them are capable, and both of them have had better games and better years in their past. Neither one of them seem to be hitting a stride right now, so try to stay away there if you can. Uh, You know, running back is where the difference is. Saquon Barkley, you know, obviously one of the best players in the league. Number three, and you might even bump him up a little bit higher above Zeke even if, uh, you know, you're in a PPR situation. I like Barkley a lot this week. Deion Lewis is going to seems to be the guy that's getting, you know, most of the play. But I know Derrick Henry just had that big week where he had like 400 yards and four touchdowns against the Jags. But, you know, I think the Jags are tired and giving up, and that's a – you know, another story for another time. Receiver-wise, I don't like anything that Tennessee has to really offer right now. Corey Davis is the number one by default, but he checks in no higher than number 26 on my rankings this week. But, you know, on the other side of the ball, they got this Odell, and Odell's been slowed up by injuries. He's number 11 on my ranking this week. I don't look for him to have a big game, but I look for him to do enough to get, you know, some help for the running back situation there with Saquon. Saquon's going to have a big game. But, you know, you can't rest the whole game on his shoulders. Well, he's also going to be helped by Evan Ingram, number eight tight end on my rankings this week. And, I, you know, on the other side of the ball, I, I don't really know what the situation is at tight end. You know, they, they have some new guys, and they, they seem to be rotating some guys in. I know Janu Smith just went out again. So, you know, I don't know if there's anybody you can really count on there. Again, my, my call has got to be, it's got to be with the home team and the Giants just again because it's the home team. I don't like one team over the other. They are both the same in my book, so I'll go with the Giants. Yeah, and the thing is the Titans are still alive, and this happened with them last year with the Jaguars. Jaguars left the door open. Well, the door is wide open now with the Jaguars being out of it, so you're going with the home, you're going with the home team Giants. I'm actually going to go with the Texans in this game, or Texans, the Titans in this game, just because of the fact that they're still alive in this race and they're a danger to everybody when they're alive. I don't like the quarterback play either. Uh, Derrick Henry and Deion Lewis. Deion's a flex. Derrick Henry is a low end two for me. Uh, Not a fan of anything else on 
the Tennessee team. Corey Davis is a flex guy at wide receiver as well. Saquon Barkley is the best player on either team in this. 1,000-yard rusher, I'd put him out there. Odell Beckham, just watch his quad injury if he's good to go. He's worth the play out there as well, although I have him as a 2 and not a 1 this week. And Sterling Shepard, I have him underneath Odell Beckham Jr. Evan Ingram as well is worth the play at tight end. I'm going with the Titans in this game. Redskins at the Jaguars, I'll be on site on location to finish up the regular season home games for the Jaguars. They'll play their last two games of the season on the road. What do you have for this, Mike? This should be a win for the Jags, and I'm going to go with the Jags to win this game. The Redskins, injury woes a quarterback. They're on our fourth quarterback. Last game this guy started was, I think, like five years ago, six years ago, Josh Johnson. You know, he's a retread, but he can run the ball, and he's dangerous in that aspect. And that's the other thing Washington was able to do is run the ball recently with Adrian Peterson, but that slowed a little bit, too. Look for Jacksonville to play a lot of eight-man-in-the-box sets to contain Josh Johnson, force him to throw the ball, but I don't think they can ride with the heavy hand either in Adrian Peterson because of that and because Adrian Peterson's 155 years old and he's dinged up and it's late in the season. He's the number 32-ranked running back on my rankings. Leonard Fournette hasn't punched anybody out on the sidelines recently, so he's eligible to play. That's great news, but he's knocked you out of the fantasy playoffs contention because – well, you picked Fournette and you couldn't drop him and nobody wanted to trade for him because he was hurt most of the year. But he's number 10 on my rankings this week. I don't think you can start Cody Kessler, the quarterback for the Jaguars, and obviously they're going to be looking to draft one soon, but I don't think the future quarterback is on the roster right now. He may be traded, and he may be coming from somewhere where Tom Coughlin has history and I'll just leave it at that but receiver wise I don't think you can count on any of the Jaguars receivers I don't think you can count on any of the Redskin receivers and bad enough Redskin fans it took 15 weeks but now finally you can say what you say every year well we can't count on Jordan Reed the rest of the year because he's hurt yeah Jordan Reed's hurt so he's out of it but that step thing steps things up for Vernon Davis number seven tight end on my rankings I think he's going to be the one bright spot for Washington The Jaguars, again, they have that mixed bag of receivers, and I'm still waiting for a tight end to step up. There may be a Shaughnessy number 24 tight end on my rankings. I'm going to have to go with the home team here just because Washington's on their fourth quarterback. It is what it is. The Jags are going to win big. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of what Washington is doing right now, but who who has a team where their starter breaks a leg at quarterback and then the next week the backup breaks their leg at quarterback as well. So, strange occurrences in Washington. Adrian Peterson's worth the play. Chris Thompson's worth the flex. That's all I have for you on that side of it. As far as the Jaguars go, yeah, Leonard Fournette hasn't punched anybody with his hands that he uses to run the ball with this week. So, with that being said, Leonard Fournette is your guy. The receivers can't be trusted. Cody Kessler can't be trusted. So, it's the defense and special teams of the Jaguars and Leonard Fournette. Simple as that. I'm picking the Jaguars to win the game. I'm trying to walk out of TIAA Bank Field with a dub in my hand to the sky. So we'll see if that happens. Bucks at the Ravens, Mike. What do you have for this? As I'm not going to say I told you so, but yes, I am. I told you Lamar Jackson would be a starter in his first season. He's 3-1, and one, and he's officially been named the starter with a healthy Joe Flacco, and they're at home against the Bucks. Thoughts on this one? Yeah, well, the Bucks are almost like shooting craps here. They're either going to win big or they're going to walk away a loser, and that's probably what's going to happen. So I'm going to take Baltimore. I'm going to take Baltimore at home with their strength in the running game. Look, Lamar Jackson has proven he can win. It's 
been a little bit unorthodox. He can't keep up this rushing. He's averaging like 17 rushes a game. And, and at that pace, it's going to be like 280 rushes. That's more than most running backs. And, and that's not going to continue, and they can't continue that with him. Luckily, he has other running backs that are getting it done recently, and Gus Edwards. And then look out, here's Kenneth Dixon back playing the Buck Allen role on third down, catching the ball. So if you're PPR, Kenneth Dixon's the guy you want as a flex or a number three. And if you know, you're in a straight league, just go ahead and you know, make sure Gus Edwards is in your lineup, but as a RB three or flex. You know, I, Lamar Jackson number eighteen on my rankings this week. Jameis Winston's gonna be forced to throw the ball. And I think, you know, it's like it's like craps. You don't know if he's gonna come up. You don't know if it's gonna come up good or bad. Well, he's been bad of recent, so I'm gonna pick him to be the number twenty quarterback on my rankings this week and you know what he's going to have to throw the ball to Mike Evans but Mike Evans is going to have trouble getting open Mike Evans the number 19 wide receiver usually he's a top five top 10 guy even with the inconsistencies of quarterback in Tampa well not so much well you know what the wide receivers are a challenge for the Baltimore Ravens wide receivers are a challenge because Lamar Jackson's running the ball every play he doesn't throw the ball Maybe a Crabtree as an emergency flex guy, or if you're in a really, really deep league, a, a wide receiver four or five. You know, the Bucks have been struggling to run the ball at times with Peyton Barber. You know, I'm not sure you can count on anybody from the Bucks backfield right now. Maybe a, a Jock is Rogers if he gets the opportunity. But, you know, I'm looking at the, the tight end situation. Cameron Bright seems to be the one bright spot. He's a top ten tight end number 10 on my rankings this week and the Ravens if they could stick with one guy they'd be fantasy relevant but you got the combo of you know Mark Andrews and and, and uh, Hayden Hurst and of course uh, Max Williams so you combine all those guys together they're getting it done but we need one guy to get it done in the fantasy world attention Baltimore Ravens brass it's important change your roster for the fantasy world I'm gonna go with Baltimore for the win yeah, I'm going with Baltimore for the dub in this one. At Tampa Bay, Mike Evans is a low end two, high end three. Cameron Brait is a tight end one. He had two catches, both were touchdowns, and there was nothing else that Tampa Bay had to show at home against the Saints last week. So I like Cameron Brait and then Mike Evans after that. Nobody else beyond that on Tampa. On the other side of it, I like Lamar Jackson in this game. Listen, whether you like him or don't like him, whether you like his mechanics or not, whatever you think of him, he gets you points and he's successful and he's 3-1. and one. And Joe Flacco can't say nice things about himself like that in seasons of recent history, including this one. So Lamar Jackson and Gus Edwards are worth the play. Gus Edwards is the perfect flex. My wide receivers at Baltimore go as follows. John Brown, then Willie Sneed, then Michael Crabtree. They're all flexes for you. I picked the Baltimore Ravens to win this game, and Lamar Jackson goes 4-1 and one as a starter, and they stay in the hunt of the playoff race with the Steelers in a situation where Baltimore could take the top of the division this week. Seahawks at the Niners. Mike, we're going to make this one quick, and then we're going to take our final fast break and do the trio. What do you have for Seahawks-Niners? Yeah, running back situation has been a cluster for San Fran recently. If you were able to to jump out there and, and get Jeff Wilson in an emergency situation. You might have done yourself some good, but you might have to take a step back again. Matt Frieda is questionable. He might be back in the fold. I don't think you can count on any of those guys as more than a three or a flex, though. Quarterback-wise, uh, Nick Mullen seems to be getting it done, but let's face it, he's going against Seattle. But I know it's not Seattle at home with the 12th man, so I get it. But he's in that Eli Manning, Mariota area there in the, in the high 20s, 24 
on my rankings this week. You know, I think that Seattle's got the better quarterback, obviously, Russell Wilson, number 10 on my rankings. And then the running back situation, I like Chris Carson a lot, but he's checking in at number 14 on my rankings this week. I think they're going to mix it up a bit more with the running back committee there. And, you know, San Fran, like I said, it's too much of a committee situation in the backfield. At wide receiver, Dante Pettis seems to be lighting it up recently, but I think he's the one bright spot. I don't think you can count on anybody else. The one guy they can count on is a tight end, George Kittle, number four tight end, checking in on my on my rankings this week. And on the other side of the ball, look out for Nick Vanette. He could be one of those dangerous guys that nobody sees coming. He seems to be picking up his game, but the guy I really like is Tyler Lockett. Doug Baldwin having trouble staying on the field. Tyler Lockett and David Moore in a long shot, like a wide receiver three or an emergency flex or a daily situation. David Moore seems to be that one red zone guy that always picks up a touchdown recently. So I'm, I'm going to have to go with Seattle. I know it's on the road, but I have to go with Seattle in this game. Yeah, Seattle is 8-5. and five. They're 4-2 and two at home, and they're 4-3 and three on the road. I like Russell Wilson in this one. Chris Carson as a running back, too. Tyler Lockett as a wide receiver, too. Nick Vanette, I like him at the tight end position, and he's playing Saint Fran- San-, San Fran. Thank you. On the other side of it, uh, there's really nobody that wows me besides George Kittle and then maybe a Marquise Goodwin as a flex. I'm picking Seattle to win the game. We'll take our final fast break. We'll be back right after this for our final advice on week 15 in fantasy football this is a wake-up call fast break consistency is well consistently hard to find unless you head to 119 east second street in east syracuse new york the home of the pen and trophy center who has been serving us central and upstate new yorkers as well as beyond for decades the pen and trophy center on 119 east second street in east syracuse new york gives you an amazing and unique way to customize a memory today say it with the pen and trophy center be it an employee of the month award a sports award something for your business, engraving for your family, your loved ones, anniversaries, birthday parties, and so much more, including remembering somebody who served in the military. Say it with the Pendant Trophy Center. 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse, New York. The definition of consistency is pen and trophy. Browse their products on penandtrophy.com. That's penandtrophy.com. And call them for more information at 315-422-8797. That's 315-422-8797. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is located on 3680 Milton Avenue, in the Home Depot Plaza. It is your family-friendly sports bar and restaurant. Folks, some sports bars aren't family-friendly. Some family-friendly restaurants are not sports bars. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is proud to be both. It is that marriage that you've been looking for for years. The Wildcat Sports Pub is your home base for your sports bar and restaurant needs, games for the kids, indoor and outdoor activities, and enough things on the menu to come back every single week and get to try something new. They're open Sundays from noon to 8 p.m., Monday through Wednesday, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m., and Thursday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to midnight. For reservations and party information, call 315-487-2222 for the Wildcat family-friendly sports pub and restaurant. (laughs) 
Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. In week 15 of Fantasy Football, Fantasy Football Power Hour, proudly presented by the Wildcat Sports Pub and the Pennant Trophy Center, here with Mike Sofka of Hall of Fame FantasyFootball.com and myself, Dan Tortora of WakeUpCallDT.com. Check out the Fantasy Football pages on WakeUpCallDT.com and head over to Hall of Fame FantasyFootball.com as well for your fantasy advice. New England at Pittsburgh, Mr. Sofka, what do you have for this? Yeah, I'm going to go with the Patriots. I think the Patriots turn it on this time of year, and this is it. This is do or die time. Tom Brady, number nine quarterback on my rankings, but don't discount Ben Roethlisberger. You know, that, that Patriot defense has some weaknesses. Look for Ben to exploit those. He's the number two quarterback on my rankings this week. Sony Michelle and James White are going to be you know, top-end running back threes and standard scoring. But in PPR, you're going to bump up James White. He's going to be a high-end running back two. You know, Jalen Samuels has stepped up nicely. Hasn't been James Conner, but he stepped up nicely. He's the number 16 running back on my rankings this week. And, of course, we're talking about some of the best receivers in the game. When you consider Julian Edelman, he's the number 18 on my rankings this week. And then, you know, the guy who could stretch the field for New England, of course, is Josh Gordon. You know, if he's able to make the field, he's going to be a guy that can stretch the field. And they're going to need something like that to happen because on the other side, you got Antonio Brown, number three receiver on my rankings, and Juju Smith-Schuster, number eight. That's awesome to have two top receivers like that. And that's one of the keys to Roethlisberger's success is he has some excellent receivers. You know, and recently, Vance McDonald hasn't trucked anybody or hasn't knocked him to the ground and run him over like a freight train, but he's still the number 15 tight end on my rankings. And, of course, Rob Gronkowski, anytime Big Gronk steps on the field, he's going to be a guy you got to take notice of. Except on defense, he can't cut and tackle anybody. What are you even doing back there, Gronk? That that was a coaching error. I'm not going to hold that against you. All right, I'm going to go ahead and take New England for the win. Yeah, I'm taking New England in this game as well. And on the on the New England side of things, Tom Brady, Sony Michelle, James White worth the play, Julian Edelman, Josh Gordon as well. Chris Hogan as a flex, Rob Gronkowski for everything but tackling, you put him out there. Pittsburgh, I like Ben Roethlisberger. James Conner, just monitor it. He was out for week 14 with an ankle injury, so just watch that. Jalen Samuels is always a look. As a flex player, Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster worth the plays, and Vance McDonald as well. But I am picking the Patriots to win the game as Pittsburgh's coming off of a loss to Oakland. Philadelphia at Los Angeles for the Rams. Eagles at the Rams. Sunday night football. Mike, what do you have for this? Yeah, I'm going to have to take the Rams for the win here. Jared Goff, he's going to be playing a lot better, I think, against the soft Philly defense who's soft in the secondary. Been through a lot of injuries. Jared Goff, number four quarterback on my rankings. Nick Foles, though, going to make the start on the other side of the ball, and I think he's going to be able to play a little better than Carson Wentz, even. Number 15 quarterback on my rankings. But, you know, th- this this script seems familiar. Nick Foles comes in late in the year. They win a bunch of games and go on a tear. Is it possible that this could happen? I don't think so. I don't think it's the Eagles team of last year by any sorts of imagination. And part of their failures have been on defense, and they're about to get exploited again by Todd Gurley, number one running back on the rankings, PPR or standard, this week and most weeks. Todd Gurley looked for him to get it done. Philly can only hope they had somebody like that. Josh Adams, number 29 on my rankings this week, up against a tough Rams defensive line that does not allow success running the ball. And wide receiver-wise, well, you know, the the Rams are the Rams. They're pretty well stacked with Cooks and Woods and Josh Reynolds in the slot. You know, they don't really have the big presence at tight end. I don't think you can go there with them, but... 
you know, on the other side of the ball, I mean, who who are we looking at? You know, is it is it going to be uh, Zach Ertz or is uh, Goder going to take you know maybe a precious touchdown away from him? But I would go with Zach Ertz. I think he's obviously number one of the top three tight ends week in week out. So go with Ertz there, top three again this week. And again, I'm going to go with the Rams big at home. I'm going with the Rams in this game as well. On the Eagle side of it, really quick here, uh, worth the play. I think Nick Foles is is potentially worth the play for you. He's a quarterback, too, for me. I don't think he's your first person out of the gate, but he's got nothing to lose, so you could go out there and sling it. Elshon Jeffrey is also worth a look as well, and Zach Ertz on that side for the Eagles. On the other side, I like Jared Goff in the game as well as Todd Gurley. Gurley, number one over all Rams, and then Cooks and Woods, Josh Reynolds as a flex guy, and Tyler Higby, not a bad tight end for you, a low-end one, high-end two for me. I'm picking the Rams to win this game. New Orleans at Carolina, Mike, final game, Monday Night Football. What do you have? Yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of fantasy points in this one. Drew Brees, number three quarterback on my rankings, and, of course, Cam likes him some Cam, and New Orleans has been known to be soft on defense, getting stronger lately, but still a little bit soft. Cam going to check in number eight on my rankings this week and you know when we're talking about new orleans we're talking about alvin kamara alvin kamara number nine running back and bump that up a little higher ppr formats mark ingram number 22 on the rankings and cmc christian mccaffrey top four whether it's ppr or standard cmc going to get a lot of opportunities and a lot of points this week michael thomas been quiet as of late but i look for him to be on the rebound this week number seven on my rankings this week and you know look out for a traquan smith to sneak in there with a touchdown or two as well and then some unnamed tight end like a hill or an arnold or somebody will step up if they're even active and steal away a touchdown making fantasy relevance nowhere but on the other side of the ball, I think they got a gold mine, a gem in Ian Thomas. He could be your daily steal. Ian Thomas, number 18 on my rankings, but look out for him to steal a touchdown or two. And then receiver, you know, I like what DJ Moore's been doing recently, but I don't think you can count on him any more than a wide receiver, too. I'm going to have to go with New Orleans to continue to roll and win and dominate the league. Yeah, I'm going with New Orleans in this matchup as well as my final prediction of the week. I like Drew Brees in the game, Alvin Kamara, as well as Mark Ingram, Michael Thomas, Traquan Smith as a flex guy. Nobody on the tight end side of it for New Orleans. On Carolina, it's Christian McCaffrey or bust. Cam Newton's not a bad play, but he's playing up against the Saints. So I like Christian McCaffrey. Cam Newton is a quarterback, too, and that's really it for me with Carolina. So with that being said, Mike, God bless to each of us, we play in chess, not checkers, is my team. Orlando Fat Gators is yours. I'm the seven seed. You're the two. We're in the second round of the playoffs in the wake-up call Florida League. So God bless to us both, and may the best team win. All right, good luck. We'll talk to you next time, man. Take care. That coming from Mike Sofka, Hall of Fame, FantasyFootball.com. Proudly presented in this Fantasy Football Power Hour, Mike and I by the Wildcat Sports Pub in the Penn and Trophy Center. Head to the Wildcat in Camillus, New York on 3680 Milton Avenue and Penn and Trophy on 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse and on PennandTrophy.com. God bless. Be well. Buy your Syracuse Stallions tickets. The game is in Binghamton this Saturday, December 15th. Everything's on Saturday, 7.05 p.m. Eastern Time, Syracuse at Binghamton. Get all your tickets and information at SyracuseStallions.com. God bless, be well, and I'll talk with you on Friday for the Annoying Moment of the Week, proudly presented by Carvel DeWitt, Significant Sound Bites, and FML Friday Morning Live with Jordan and John Newman.